0: Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I am so excited to be back. Even though I've been uploading weekly episodes, I did a bulk recording before I left for South Africa. So it feels so good to be sitting back here in Bali and recording another episode for you guys. Holy smokes, the travel from... Actually, no, first, let's start with South Africa. Oh my God, if you haven't thought about going to South Africa, haven't even considered it, I would definitely move it up your list because there is so many good things about that country. Honestly, from the food to the nature to everything that you can do, everything you can see, the prices are very well reasonable priced and the quality that you get from it is like, I would say it's better than Indonesia, so (laughs) – It was such a good experience from diving with sharks. That is definitely something that I've wanted to do for so long. And the experience of it was absolutely magical. Sharks get such a bad rap and being with them under the water, it was just such a different experience. They were gentle and they didn't have any interest in us whatsoever. And they just get portrayed as such these evil animals. But really, they're so beautiful. For the time that we spent in South Africa, we traveled around the country just a little bit. We hired a car and we went a place from Hermanus and then we crossed all the way to the East Coast and that's where we went on our safari. Oh my God, to see these animals in the wild was a total different experience. Seeing the lions, seeing the giraffes, seeing the zebras, it was such an unreal experience and so much better than seeing them in captivity it was a game reserve so the only difference between a game reserve and a like a national park it is enclosed in the wild land Owned by the game reserve. However, the reserve itself is the animals are completely wild. Like they don't feed them, they don't look after them whatsoever, they don't clean up the carcasses or anything. Like it's like a pure wild experience with just like kind of a big fence in and around it. So even though there was this big fence, it did still feel like we were seeing these animals in the wild, which was absolutely crazy. And then, after we did the safari, we spent some time in Jeffreys Bay, which is a um, well-known um, surf spot. Of course, Niels wanted to go there and he caught some waves. and then we drove back to Cape Town. To be honest, Cape Town, it was really beautiful. We stayed right in the middle of the city, so to be honest, I did feel a little bit scared. however, it was completely safe. There's actually a lot of security guards on the street and it's a little bit intimidating. However, after spending four days there, I would definitely recommend anyone going there. That's how safe it really is. I definitely wouldn't spend too long in Cape Town. I think like three days max is enough. Um, but really if you have time to do like the coastline around to, you know, the other side of, to the East Coast is absolutely beautiful. The drives are stunning. They have really big mountains, really close to the ocean. So it's just absolutely breathtaking views. And they've got so much good produce and they've got so many wineries and it's just, it's such a beautiful place. So if you go to South Africa, it's definitely worth it now I'm traveling back to Bali. Oh my God. Like on the last day being in South Africa, we've definitely picked up a bit of a a bug and my digestive system is not ideal. It is, um, say a little bit loose. (laughs) Sorry, TMI. But however, I am struggling with cramps and definitely going to the toilet a lot more than I'm used to. So, I'm definitely getting over the jet lag and I'm definitely giving myself space and time to recover. Um, but, yeah, that was hard. <laughs> Being back in Bali, it did feel really nice to land back here. It tiny felt like a little bit like home. So, I don't know what that my intuition is trying to tell me. Maybe I will end up in Bali eventually after we finish all this travel for this year. But I don't know. It was just really nice and it was really calming to come back. And we're in uh, a beautiful hotel down near Uluwatu is where we are. We're not in Canggu with all the hipsters anymore. Um, But, yeah, down in the south in the Bukit. And so far, I'm absolutely loving it. It's definitely less busy than what Canggu is. And it's definitely – more relaxed, less busy, and a lot prettier as well in terms of the beaches and the nature. And that brings me to here. Yeah, that brings me to Friday, the 3rd of February, and I'm sitting here to record this podcast. So that's my life update. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I gave you that update is because this podcast episode is all about how. I was able to. I didn't. I've trained twice literally in the last two weeks. I've pretty much eaten out every single day and I haven't gained weight. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to break down some of the principles that I follow all of the time in order for me to be able to achieve that. Because once upon a time, that wasn't my story. Once upon a time, I was the person who would be all in on these restrictive diets challenges and then anytime I would go on holiday, I would just, you know, blow it. I would just eat all the food that I didn't allow myself to have. I would... Indulge and I would eat so much and it would be so indulgent all of the time because then I was always in that mentality of I'm going to promise myself that I'm going to get back on track when I get back from holidays. And because I had that mentality when I was on holidays, it was always so indulgent. It was always so like, oh, screw it mentality. Like, I'll just figure it out when I get back. But little did I know that was one of the things that was absolutely holding me back in order to sustain my body goals. And as well as through my own experience, I know there are so many people struggling with this. I know there's so many people struggling with, oh, all in or all out. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm at home, I'm in routine, I'm doing everything perfectly. Oh, I'm not doing everything perfectly. All of a sudden, I'm derailed. Or I'm going on holidays and then all of a sudden, everything goes out the window, all my principles, woohoo, party, eat all the food, eat all the calories. And then what you feel guilt and shit about it to then, you know, compensate with those thoughts of like, yeah, I'll just start again on when I get home. And like at this point in time, we have to really be compassionate towards ourselves because that's what we have known and that's what we've been taught. We've been taught that we have to, you know, eat really healthy. We have to eat clean. We can't have these bad foods because if we eat these bad foods, we're going to gain weight. And I know for a lot of people, that's one of our deepest, darkest fears is gaining weight. And I say it because I absolutely know how it feels because I have been there with you. So I'm going to share some principles, like I said, to how I live my life so that I'm able to maintain my physique when I travel, when I don't train, and when I eat out every single day. So... Number one, I know I've already touched on it already, but that comes down to that all or nothing thinking. And it's really, really holding so many people back. Instead of thinking, I'm on holidays, i can eat whatever I want, what we have to do is reframe it to every single day is the same. Whether it's a Sunday, a Monday, whether you're on holidays, whether it's Friday night, we always show up in and around food Exactly the same. And it's about the mentality shift. It's not so much about, like, you know, physical stuff. It's about what we're saying to ourselves frequently. So I don't have any rules around eating. I used to, you know, I can't eat that. That's bad. I can't eat mayo. That's going to make me gain weight. I can't have Lebanese bread. Oh, I can't have cereal. Absolutely not because it's going to make me gain weight. I can't eat after six. I have to be really good and, you know, maybe have a cheat day on the weekend, right? Like all of these things are rules and any sort of mental restriction is holding us back from really being able to be in tune with our body and what we want. So, I do not have any rules around eating. If I feel like pasta, I'll eat pasta. If I feel like a burger, I'll eat a burger. If I feel like a nourish bowl, I will eat a nourish bowl Because when you do that, the novelty wears off because these foods are no longer like a novelty. They're no longer special because all of a sudden you can go from eating them only sometimes to whenever you want. It's like when you go on holidays and you give yourself permission to eat all the food and you eat the burgers, you eat it, all the food that you don't allow yourself to have. What's the first thing you feel like when you get home? something fresh, something light, there's evidence for you that your body is not constantly going to crave these bad foods. And I do that quote unquote, because there's no such thing as a bad food All food is, is carbs, fats, or proteins made up in different ratios and slightly amounts of different fiber. That's all it is. It's evidence that when you allow yourself to eat them, you don't always want them. It's this whole mental restriction that we need to be able to let go of so that there's pure freedom in and around your food. The second shift that I made is I've learned how to eat for satisfaction as well as nourishment. And it's so important to learn how to eat for satisfaction as well as nourishment. And the reason being is because how many times have you eaten a meal that didn't maybe have a lot of calories and you like skimped on maybe the fat or maybe the carbohydrate portion, you finish your meal and you are left unsatisfied. Then what do you do? You look for something else. You look for the chocolate. You look for, you know, the lolly, something that's really going to satisfy you. Imagine instead if you balanced your meal with, you know, you made a nourish bowl, but instead of just having the lettuce, like the salad ingredients and the veggies and the protein, imagine if you added, you know, a little bit of goat's cheese and maybe a little bit of avocado and some sweet potato that's cooked in oil so it's really satisfying Mm, It's making me hungry thinking about that. But then you might be thinking, oh, no, Loz, what about the calories? What about the extra calories? But then you have to think about it. What about the extra calories that you are now eating because you weren't left satisfied from the main meal? That extra chocolate that turns into maybe an extra bag of chips that then turns into maybe some ice cream. You know those extra like 150 calories that you could have added to your main meal is definitely going to be better than – all that extra sweets. So the thing is that we are so afraid of calories and we're so afraid of adding things into our meals because of the calories. Oh, I can't add the sauce because I have to save the calories. I can't add the feta or the oil because of the calories. However, That component of the meal is so, so important because that is the thing that's going to leave us satisfied. Like, yep, stop us from eating. Because the thing is, we don't just need that the fullness from the physical fullness. We also need the satisfaction. The next thing is, is that I've learned how to Really trust my hunger and fullness cues. And this is something that I struggled with with, for so long. And one of the biggest mistakes people make is when they're tracking is they're constantly relying on an app to tell them how much they need to eat. For me, going through my healing journey, I remember saying to my first coach, I don't know what it feels like to be hungry. I don't know what it feels like to be full because for so long I was relying on numbers rather than my own body and how I was feeling. I couldn't trust it. How the hell was I meant to trust it when I didn't know even what it felt like? So I had to learn how to eat at maintenance calories and learn what it felt like to be hungry and what it felt like to be full. That was freaking scary. You know, like, oh my God, eating all this food, oh my God, I'm going to get fat. Like, I get it and it's hard. However, if you can't trust your hunger and fullness cues, then eating when not being able to track, whether that's like a social situation, whether that's, you know, going over to your friend's house and they're cooking for you, whether that's going out for a meal with your family, whether that's traveling around the world, right, If you can't tap into your hunger and fullness cues, then you're not going to be able to maintain your results because often what happens is when we've got that disconnect is we will overeat and we will maybe not eat enough one meal, but then the next meal we will then overeat again. So we have this constant like yo-yo effect instead of being able to trust ourselves and trust how we're feeling and trusting how hungry we are and how full we are so that we don't have to rely on the app. So how I did this was I took my skills and I did a really good podcast in and around that. So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back and listen to that. Is how I went from tracking to intuitive eating. And it's all about applying all the knowledge that we've learned from tracking because – Tracking can be a really, really helpful tool when used correctly. And I've seen good sides. I've been on the bad side as well. So I definitely have an open opinion and am really compassionate towards people for where they're at with it. However, when we can look at it as like a helpful tool in terms of education, when it's used in the right way, we can apply all the knowledge that we've learned about macros, that we've learned about protein, carbs, and fats, and then apply that to the intuitive eating, eating at maintenance, trusting ourselves in these social situations and the other thing is i have learned how to have a healthy relationship with numbers so now instead of oh my god i've eaten too much oh my god i've gone over my calories my reframe is oh i've just eaten a little bit more and I've now i've got more energy and that's a good thing I've got a healthy relationship with maintenance and that's the thing not many uh, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they don't know how to eat at maintenance calories so it turns into this all-in diet or all-out and consuming over maybe probably in a surplus and they're not seeing that sustainable result. If you want to be able to travel if you want to eat out all the time and, you know, maybe not hit the gym, you need to know, number one, how to eat at maintenance calories and number two, you need to learn how to tap in and trust yourself and your hunger and fullness cues. The next thing is I know how to balance my plate. And for so long, I was focusing just on calories. I didn't even understand what macros were. I didn't really get it. I was like, yes, just the more, less I eat, the skinnier I'll be. The smaller I'll be, therefore the happier I'll be. Oh, my God. Now I can look at that and reflect. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so wrong. However, I love little Loz and often want to give her just a big fat hug because it's hard. It's so hard. But I know now how to balance my plate. I know how much protein I need to eat every single day. I know how many carbs I need to eat if I'm in a deficit at maintenance or in a surplus. I know how much fat my body needs to eat. and. This is why personalized advice is crucial to be able to maintain these sustainable results because like you get these meal plans from the gym and they're like, yes, yeah, 1700 calories and like this is the meal plan that you need to follow. That's not personalized advice because you know, you don't need 1700 calories every day and I'm not the same as the person next to you. And it's just like grinds my gears, honestly. <laughs> so, how are you ever going to learn what your body particularly needs if you're just going off what two hundred people are given? Like it doesn't really make sense. And I always say this, guys: once you learn, you've know, because. At any phase in your journey, you are either going to be eating at maintenance calories, you're going to be eating in a deficit, or you're going to eat in a surplus. Like, let's keep it simple. Without the fluff, without the bells and whistles, we don't need them. And in order to be able to maintain your results, when you're eating out all the time, you need to know how to balance your plate. So, of course, eating out, you always have to think about protein because Often, depending where you're at, like Bali, for example, the protein portions are pretty minimal in comparison to the rest of the food. So more often than not, I will always be ordering an extra side of protein. So last night, for example, I had a pesto pasta. It was absolutely delicious, but I added a extra order of chicken on the side. Today for lunch, I ordered myself a burger and it told you how many grams of chicken was in the burger. So it was 100 grams. So what did I do? I added an extra patty to the burger to increase the portion size. The thing is, is we don't have to add like, you know, heaps of different types of protein. What we do have to do just to make it easy and make it simple, is just make the protein portion a little bit bigger in the meal that you're eating. Another tactic that I do when I travel is I do bring protein powder with me. It just is so much easier and makes it so much more convenient, you know, just to add it to my breakfast, to have my overnight oats in the morning or if I just need a a little boost of extra protein, like I'll have a protein shake in the afternoon. That will also help with when you go out, you're not going out and you're not starving so you feel like you could eat the world. Instead, you're going into your meal well-fueled. You've got that bit of protein which is going to help you with satiety and therefore be able to maintain control and trust yourself when you're eating out. The second last thing that I want to speak to today is that I've spent more than a year outside a calorie deficit. I have spent longer now, like at least one and a half years, out of a calorie deficit and building muscle. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I see females make is constantly trying to eat in a calorie deficit and constantly trying to make themselves smaller. When their goal is, is they want to get lean and they want to get toned. However, they haven't taken any time to build any muscle. The thing is, if you want to be toned, if you want to be lean and toned, you need to build muscle and you can build muscle in a calorie deficit, but it's hard, especially if you're doing a lot of cardio, it's really hard. However, if you want to get that physique, then you need to spend time, aka more than six months out of the calorie deficit and building muscle because the thing is, and this is such, I wish someone told me this five years ago is once you take the time to build the muscle, it stays there. Like it's pretty easy to retain your muscle. However, if you've never built it in the first place, that's why you have those body fluctuations when you go on holidays. That's when, I don't like to use the word, but quote-unquote skinny fat comes in. Is because you've never taken the time to build the muscle. So when you go on holidays and you when you go all in or all out, you never have that strong shape to your body because you don't have any muscle. So instead of having weight loss goals, and I say this all the time, Women, you don't need to lose weight. You don't need to lose fat. What you need to do is build some lean muscle so that when you do then go into a calorie deficit, you've got that lean and toned look because you've got muscles sitting there. And that is literally one of the biggest reasons why I can maintain my physique as I go away. It's because I've got that muscle there to show. And then the last thing, why my body didn't change is because, well, this is not really a contributing factor, but it's something that I think I really need to talk about, is that I have built enough self-trust and enough of a habit that this health and nutrition and exercise thing is not really something I think about anymore. It's just something that I do. It is who I am. It is in my identity. It is a habit that's so well built in with me that I don't even really need to think about it. Like I fuel my body because that's who I am and it's what I do. I go and strength train because it's who I am. It's what I do. And of course, there's so much more to me and I love all aspects of myself. However, what I'm saying is that The biggest thing that really is holding a lot of people back from getting, reaching their goals, you know, being able to live their best life and to, you know, chase their dreams or whatever it may be, like actually have a really fulfilling life is they don't believe that they can do it. They're not adopting the mentality of being that version of themselves. And I talk about this all the time inside the Fit and Free Academy is we have to embody the version of us who we want to become. We want to be healthy we want to you know be strong and be toned and just feel really good and have a really you know a beautiful morning routine and like clarity and energy and just feel like not triggered and just feel stable then we have to embody the energy of that and we have to believe that we can do it. And if we're constantly in this negative self-belief pattern of I can't do this, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, I'm too scared, or I'm not going to eat carbohydrates because it's going to make me gain fat, how is that healthy? How is that embodying this healthy version of you that you say that you are? How is avoiding those social situations healthy? How is skipping out on you know a meal because you've eaten too much healthy? So the thing is, guys, that you guys need to understand that you need to embody these principles. You need to learn how to work on all these things in order to be successful in a sustainable way. And these are some of the few, I've got way more things that I teach you guys inside the Fit and Free Academy. Until you know how to fuel your body correctly, until you don't have any of these rules, until you – let go of that all or nothing mentality until you are you know you have this healthy relationship with food and you don't feel like you have to track everything because you can trust yourself is truly when you're going to feel free and fit it's when you're going to feel so good about yourself and there's going to be so much clarity in your head so that you can freaking focus on things that actually matter. Like myself, for example. Oh my God, I wouldn't be here living in Bali, running my own online business if I was still thinking about food all the time, my body and how I was going to change it. So guys – Literally, the Fit and Free Academy is where I break all of this down for you. Personalized advice. I teach you how to get in touch back with your body. I teach you how to trust yourself. I teach you how to navigate social situations. I teach you how to fuel your body correctly. I teach you how to train so you actually see results in the gym. And so, so much more than that. Applications are now open for the next intake, which will be starting at the start of next month. The link to apply will be down in the show notes. And guys, honestly, if you need to see testimonials, there are so many in on my highlights on my Instagram. It has changed so many people's lives and I don't use that lightly. I'm like, oh, yeah, change people's lives. No, this actually has. So I am obsessed with this program. The girls who have been through it are obsessed with this program. So you guys need to get inside the academy. <laughs> Come join us. Come join the vibe and the community. Anyway, I hope this was really helpful and I hope that you've taken so much away from it. I would love, love, love if you could quickly write me a review on the Apple Podcast if you enjoyed the episode. Also, please share this on your Instagram story if you loved it, if you got something away from it, if someone else needs to hear it, someone else you know who is struggling with food and their bodies. But anyway, guys, I love you always, and I will see you, or what's the word for I'll, you'll hear me in the next episode. Bye!